0: Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.
1: Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more. Adam Higgins, who covers politics for the Irish Sun newspaper, is on the line to update us. Good morning to you, Adam. How are you doing?
2: morning, Joe, and yet to borrow your uh, Love Island theme there, if you have your two jobs now, you'll be able to couple up with hospitality. That's what method wants to see. <laughs> so if, if you have your two vaccinations and you're fully vaccinated, or one in the case of Johnson & Johnson, for those who have that jab, uh, Neffet would like to see hospitality only reopening for those people who are fully vaccinated, something which is raising big questions about whether it's possible this morning. Already, the Restaurants Association of Ireland are out saying this This is really illegal. They can't be asking people when they come to the door of the restaurant for their personal uh, medical information. They say it's unworkable. The government has said to discuss this now later on, a cabinet full cabinet meeting. In the afternoon, we'll know uh, the full details of how this is all going to work, if that's what they push ahead with.
1: One of the things that I'm struggling to understand a small bit is that I was on a staycation last week. I stayed in a hotel. As a resident of the hotel, I was allowed to eat indoors, obviously unvaccinated. So are they suggesting they're going to change this so that in order to eat in a pub or restaurant, you have to be vaccinated, but you can carry on being unvaccinated and eat in hotels?
2: That's a very good point and a keen observation, Joe. What the the situation there that this is a, a two-tier hospitality uh, sector, which is what the pubs and restaurants would say, is completely unfair. They, they say that like hotels have been allowed to serve indoors now for a number of weeks. There hasn't been any major issues. Their cases haven't shot up. and They're saying that it, for them to be able to continue on to serve people indoors without any uh, restrictions around whether those customers are vaccinated or not is completely unfair. And to be honest, I mean, everybody can see where they're coming from. But the government's argument there is it's nothing to do with, you know, there's no, the government have admitted there's no scientific evidence that allows them to reopen hotels quicker. Simply in numbers, game that there's more people going to go to uh, restaurants and, and indoors and pubs, and particularly when it comes to alcohol. And that's the situation
1: around that. It's all numbers. And because of the way the vaccination rollout is going, does it mean that pubs and restaurants will be young people free zones? Because it's a long time before a lot of them will get their jabs, particularly if they have to have a second jab.
2: Well, the one silver lining out of yesterday's series of meetings, there was a number of meetings yesterday of all the government officials and uh, the several different health teams that advised the government. Um, The National Immunisation Advisory Committee have uh, agreed with the government's suggestion that all uh, AstraZeneca or Johnson & Johnson vaccines can be given to anyone over the age of 18, which is a big development for the HSC. So previously we know that those two vaccinations were... uh, where there was restrictions around the age that people could get them because that's due to some concerns around blood clots and that sort of thing. The government have asked uh, NIAC, can we? is it safe to give these to all over 18s? Now we're going to have a big swell of these coming in and no arms to put them in. Um, NIAC have agreed with the government and said, look, it makes sense to that uh, all over 18s, but that's going to be in an opt-in basis only. So if you're a, a 25-year-old listener, what will happen is um, you'll be offered a vaccine. The, the government will say, look, are you open to taking any vaccine? You'll say, yeah, 100%, I'll take AstraZeneca, Johnson Johnson, whichever I can get first. And then after you go and in and get it, but you can also say to them, look, I would prefer to wait until I get Pfizer or Moderna or one of the mRNAs and the government will facilitate that as well. So that's a big change and, and we'll likely see a lot more people, younger people, as you say, vaccinated quicker.
1: Well, you'd assume that. The only thing is that it's going to be confusing for younger people because they have been advised up to now that there are certain vaccines they shouldn't take. That's what the experts have said. And now they've changed their view. The reason they say is because the Delta variant is more transmissible and potentially more dangerous and moving faster. And you need to do that. And while that's a logical argument, it's a hard one to switch on when you've been saying to them throughout the last few months, no, it's not safe to take that vaccine. 100%
2: 100% you're right and I think that's why this has to be an opt-in situation only because there will be from the messaging that the, the government has been putting out there themselves and the HSE there will be some people who are yeah, nervous about taking AstraZeneca or Johnson Johnson and, and that's completely fair and they will be able to wait and get a Pfizer if they want but there's a lot of people and I know even from speaking to some, to some of my own colleagues and friends that they are willing to take whichever comes first you know they just want this, this sort of thing to end as quick as they can and they're willing to take whatever and regardless of any very small risk and it has to be said that the, the risks around taking AstraZeneca and Johnson Johnson for young people are very very small I mean we're talking one in a hundred of sort of
1: odds that, that something could go wrong Yeah uh, We've been asking listeners obviously about this and Siobhan is saying on Live 95's Facebook page the vaccine rollout is going well time to open up and try to return to some bit of normality Jacqueline says open up people need normality in their lives this is not good for the population's mental health Linda says Says, vaccinate the young people who are working hard in hospitality now. Fiona says uh, they would care if they were depending on wages for this or if the family of any one of them owned a restaurant. They would have opened up months ago. Patricia says, Open up for God's sake. Let people back to some kind of normal. Teresa says, Open up. Push the vaccine rollout quickly. Give people a chance to live normal lives. Pa says, Open up before there's nothing left to open Alistair says the only place in Europe if not the world where indoor dining is banned this is scandalous and disgraceful Bernie says how come in other countries they open and we locked up here it just does not make sense and there's some of the comments coming into us you can WhatsApp or text us this morning 086 123 95 stay with us Adam Higgins of the Irish Sun uh, we're also uh, joined uh, by uh, Minister of State and Limerick Fianna Fáil TD Niall Collins good morning to you Minister uh, good morning so, th- this this seems like a real turnaround in a matter of hours. We had the Taunashta uh, on national radio at lunchtime yesterday suggesting that the opening on the 5th of July could still very well go ahead and suddenly we're here this morning with a lack of clarity around where we're going and the prospect, perhaps, of reopening being delayed into maybe September. Yes,
3: yeah, so I don't think this is a surprise, Joe. Um, and I don't think we're going to have a lack of clarity for much longer. It's been pretty well flagged um, over the last number of days, the seriousness of the of the Delta variant and the modelling which was presented to the Cabinet COVID subcommittee yesterday uh, pretty much showed that it's, it's a very serious um, development in terms of the management of the pandemic. So I, I think the government has to take a prudent decision here All along the government has been keen to ensure that when we reopen that we don't find ourselves um, going into reverse. Now if we have to pause one aspect of the, the reopening for a number of weeks I I don't see, personally, I don't see an issue with it.
1: But why Um, are we an outlier, Minister? Because that's a point that's constantly made. Why are other parts of Europe, the UK, for example, are saying one way or the other, 19th of July, it's full reopening, they're already ahead of us. Many other places are. The North is as well. Why are we different?
3: And and that may change. Why are we different? Well, because that's the decision that the government takes in relation to it. we're, We're not all clones across the European Union but we have to manage the we have to manage the disease as as we see fit and I, I think everything um over the last number of weeks has gone spectacularly well in terms of the rollout of the the vaccine and i think people are correct and they're they're legitimate when they ask what is the vaccine bonus we will have the the green uh, digital travel certificate that will be up up and running and operational in the middle of july and there are some complexities in relation to um, allowing uh, fully vaccinated people to use indoor hospitality vis-a-vis uh, people who haven't been vaccinated or people who've received half their vaccination. So I, I think they are the issues which will be teased out at Cabinet right. this morning. And, in terms and of the Taoiseach
1: is due to make an announcement, but it seems clear that it will be an announcement of a plan to have some sort of vaccine pass. Uh, the Restaurants <laughs> Association already saying that they believe there are legal issues around this. They don't believe it's workable. They've looked to Israel, which everyone says has been a great example of rolling out the vaccine, but they say that this attempt uh, for a vaccine pass didn't work uh, in restaurants there.
3: Yeah, well, you see, there again is one of the complexities that that, that government has to try and deal with in relation to all of this. You know, taking uh, of the vaccine and being vaccinated isn't mandatory. So you're you're straying into, you know, areas of equality and areas of civil liberties. Um, you know, there may be an opportunity to, to piggyback on, you know, on, on a system or parallel system to, to the digital green certificate. But in any event, I, I think once, once we give ourselves the opportunity to get uh, to the um, critical mass of population um, and having our critical mass of population vaccinated, we'll be in a far, far safer
1: place. Do, do, do you have they, any sense of how children will be dealt with? You know, if the parents are fully vaccinated, will the children be allowed into the restaurant with them under this cert?
3: Yeah. Look, I, I don't I don't have that specific at the moment. But suffice to say, um, ch- children have been, uh, I suppose, bu- viewed as uh, less high risk and um, less um, less responsible for spreading of the vac- uh, of the of the disease heretofore. Uh, that that's certainly the information, and that's the message that public health has been giving us. But but I think it's important also to keep in keep in mind and, and keep in context the uh, decision which was taken by NIAC yesterday in terms of allowing um, you know basically everybody from A- eighteen to fifty to now avail of the the Johnson the Janssen vaccine and the AstraZeneca vaccine. That will give us far more options also in terms of reaching the the critical mass. Right, uh, and, herd immunity yeah, th- th- that and, and, we're striving to
1: get to. And we're talking to Minister Niall Collins and, and I mean I'm conscious of the fact that a lot of your constituents you know, work in these various industries. How are you going to tease out with somebody who is running a hotel that currently they can allow unvaccinated people to stay and eat and it seems this new system will stop the same thing happening in restaurants. I mean it just doesn't make logical sense.
3: Yeah again look it's one of the anomalies um, and it was raised at the time. Uh, look, what, what will happen today most likely, Joe, and I won't second guess what, what will happen at government, what will happen today most likely is um, a continuation of the status quo for a number of weeks rather than a further reopening to allow indoor hospitality. And um, government will have to support, obviously, the, the indoor hospitality um, businesses, the SMEs, who are uh, who this will impact. But, but suffice to say this, Joe, um, and I don't say this glibly or disrespectfully, but a TD's constituency office is a fair barometer of uh, how the public feel and where public reaction is at the time. And I don't have a stampede of people demanding of me or of the government that indoor hospitality and indoor pubs and restaurants uh, be opened. People um, in the main are reasonably happy with the management of the pandemic at the moment. Yeah. And, but, and I think the, the prudent approach is right. the right but, approach.
1: But, would you accept that maybe the government, and with you know, an understanding of this situation, felt that things were very rosy? And you had, for example, the responsible minister, who also happens to be the tarnished Leo Varadkar, for business, speculating about a return to offices from August, which seems ridiculous now, frankly.
3: Yeah, well, look, that that was a number of weeks ago. And it's not it that shows, long ago, now, minister. Yeah, okay, okay, but it, but it shows. Look, I mean, we we have to have a long term plan to return to normality, and and I don't think it's wrong to be to, to speak about that uh, and to articulate a, a view and a desire to see us reach that point in time. But what the Delta variant shows is um, that that the whole pandemic management is dynamic; it's ever changing, and there's a new challenge cropping up every week or two. And, you know, there will be more variants. I've said this on your on your, on your show to your listeners previously. Uh, we have the Delta variant. Now, uh, you know, we will have other variants. So I think this is the latest uh, challenge to be presented to government in terms of managing um, when a new and, variant comes along and being able to,
1: to, to keep... Uh, right. to and keep isn't the there one on the more the very on sig- significant risk here, right? It's going to be a plan for a vaccine, cert. We have no idea how long it'll take to roll that plan out and when then it can come into operation. Um, we heard Adrian Cummins from the Restaurants Association saying this morning that, you know, he doesn't see the plan as workable. On top of that, if you allow it to go ahead, don't you run a huge and obvious risk that it won't be adhered to, and you will just have vaccinated and unvaccinated people going into restaurants and pubs anyway? Yeah,
3: and and, and that is... But what's the point in doing it then? Well, well that's, that that's... That's the that's the, one of the dilemmas the government has to consider, and one of the ways of of dealing with that and managing around that finding a workaround is to continue to vaccinate as many people as possible and to get ourselves to that herd immunity um, point where, where the population um, is safe and that we have the you know the, the vast majority of people vaccinated and the, the, the disease depressed right. that, that's, um, that's really the the, yeah. the primary Um, point of attack and the primary focus of government and you've been to the race course Joe uh, as have I uh, and to see the work that's going on there day in day out and the flow of people through the place and the message I I think the next big challenge for government will be uh, to get to get the message to our younger cohorts uh, from our eighteen pluses, or eighteen to thirty year olds, to to get themselves vaccinated uh, as yeah, quickly as possible, and I
1: agree with you. And I think I have to say you're absolutely right in terms of how well run the vaccine centre is. I found that experience excellent yesterday. Um, but I, I would say it is going to be difficult to persuade people, particularly on those vaccines that they have been told consistently, um, it's not recommended they take to now take them. You know that is a major. Uh, messaging for you and for, for the government. Now, Eric Nelligan is a member of the Aintu party locally. He's based in Castle, Troy. He's on the line. Hi, Eric. Good morning. So what do you think of all of this and, and the shift overnight uh, and this very dramatic, very grim evidence from Neffert that in worst case scenarios, thousands could die in uh, July, August and September from the Delta variant in Ireland?
0: Uh, today is a seismic day. In uh, the public's attitude to the to Netflix, the CMO, and to the government, it really is. Uh, you you read out a number of maybe ten comments from listeners there earlier on, and they were almost wholly negative. They're very concerned. We have, as a country, in the, over the last 17, 18 months, we have put everything on the line. We've, we've done this together. We've been told consistently when the vaccine comes, things will be better. At the moment. Over 60% of the population have got one one dose. Uh, 40, over 40% have got two doses. All the older people, the, the most at-risk people, they've been vaccinated. We are now working our way down to the 40s. My wife got her job on Saturday. We're working our way down to the 40s. There is no sign of the opening we were promised. In this specific, in this specific instance... Um, and restaurants, hospitality, were are told. Just the third time they've been told, told they can open. Now it's been put back again. Hotels and restaurants are open. We are an outlier across Europe. Our government has made a policy decision that is the exact opposite of every other government across Europe, across the developed world, in America,
1: in Canada. So are you saying it should happen next Monday? Yes, I am. Because it can be done safely. But, but Eric, have, I mean, yes. obviously the government have... Um, the frankly, the ghost of Christmas past here in mind because yes. of the huge number of deaths and very serious illness that we saw in December, particularly January. And yes. Nephis, whatever else might be said about them, they are supposed to, and I think we could both agree they know more than you or I do about the science of this. And they have presented yes. scientific advice and modelling to the government that now says, you can't do this, guys, because if you do we're going to end up in a scenario not a million miles from January by August. No, that's
0: in January, how many people were vaccinated? No one, one, a handful of people. Now, there's millions of people vaccinated. They've taken that
1: into account, they say in the advice. They've taken into account the um, Delta variant, but they've also taken into account the vaccine rollout. And they're still saying that opening indoor hospitality is not an appropriate move.
0: All scientific data shows... That the current Delta variant is no more lethal or deadly than the previous Kent version. However, it is more contagious. That's the concern. It's more contagious. But as we have shown, we were told to lock down because the health service was under pressure. There is, there's less than, there's about 40 people in hospital at the moment with COVID. There's no more than 50, between 40 and 50, it changes slightly every day. They would all fit into a double-decker bus all we 're all we're asking for an a 2 is for a common sense approach we don 't have it. Our restaurants and club owners have been left high and dry. their businesses have been shut for four hundred and thirty days in the last in the last year and a half They've, they haven't They haven 't been able to make a living. We are subjecting thousands and tens of thousands of workers and owners in that industry to 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 financial Can I ask
1: you a straight Uh, question about this, Eric? Well, first of all, Declan's been in touch uh, with us to say people who have the travel pass who bring kids with them to restaurants on holidays, why can't they bring their kids in when all the other restaurant attendees will also have the travel pass showing they're fully vaccinated? Joe does more scaremongering than any other radio station or TV station. Well, that's utter rubbish for a start because you don't have a clue what my actual personal view on this matter is. I'm doing a job here. Um, but, But Eric, would you be prepared to come on the air having... If the government were to agree with you and reopen on Monday the fifth of July in six or eight weeks, if it went disastrously wrong and still say it was the right decision,
0: what I would be prepared to do is, and what A and two have been calling out for consistently, is we need a faster reaction from the government and from NEFIT. We, we are doing things slower. than So you wouldn't be necessarily prepared
1: react- to come on and say I still think it was right if it goes wrong, which is which well, is the which that- is the reality for, and this this is a simple truth: it, it that the, the government and the cabinet actually have to make the call here. All of the rest of us, myself included, can speculate till the cows come home. But we're not the ones that will the finger be pointed at, nor indeed will you or many of the other commentators who talked about this, if it if it happens to be wrong to reopen next Monday.
0: Sam McClunkey, Luke O'Neill, Dr. Black, the head, the head doctor in Northern Ireland, the Bruce Medical Association, they have all come on the radio in the last couple of days saying that they don't think... Uh, Stopping the reopening of hospitality will have a major impact. Yeah, but none we of them. Your-
1: none of them ultimately have the responsibility of making the actual call on this. That's the point.
0: And I feel, I think there is a fear, and there's a lack of leadership in the government. Minister Collins was talking. There, they're, they're afraid. They don't want to be seen to be the bad man. They don't want to be. They don't want to have. Deaths on their shoulders, so they've been ultra cautious. Okay, well, let's let's, let's ask you. As you, as you, as
1: you made a direct point about as about as Niall as Collins, as yep. Minister. You're you're afraid?
3: No, oh, absolutely not. Um, the, the government has handled the, the whole management of the pandemic has been very, very good and successful. Businesses have been supported. The whole objective was to uh, protect lives and livelihoods in as much as we could. And if you were to point to a, a big mistake, it was last Christmas, which you alluded to yourself, Joe. And I was on your show um, many, many times, many weeks leading into Christmas where I was getting pounded by many speakers and many commentators as to why uh, we shouldn't reopen the wet pubs and indoor hospitality. So the government has to take a cautious approach. And I'm I'm confident and I'm happy in the decision that government will make today to to defer um, indoor hospitality, the reopening of indoor hospitality. And I think
1: the vast, vast majority of the public. Uh, and, and by the way, I presume you expect that to be massive. more than two weeks. You, you expect it to be three at least from the fifth.
3: I I, I just don't know at this point in time, right. Joe. But it will be it will be a
1: somewhat of okay. week, I suspect. Okay, Jerry has been touched to say, "I'm outraged." This morning, last year we brought in the stupid rule about a substantial meal with a pint. Now, if you stay in a hotel, you can eat all you want at the hotel's restaurant. Unvaccinated, wake up! They're just closing down this country over a flu. We're closed long enough. And uh, I don't believe that Neffet should be running um, this situation anymore," says Jerry. Well, that's your view, Jerry. Um, uh, finally, Adam Higgins of the Irish Sun. Any suggestion that the ongoing issues around the cyber attack may be part of the thinking here in terms of our health services' ability to cope with a new surge of the Delta variant?
2: No, I don't think there is any any concern around the the, the cyber attack that that it's affecting this decision at all. I think. Mainly the the HSC is largely back up and running. All the hospitals uh, are back up and running. It's interconnectivity between the hospitals that's still an issue when it comes to the cyber attack. But I did think there was some very interesting comments there from Minister Collins that he said about the public mood, agreeing that the government is right to be cautious here. And that's kind of at odds with the the snapshot of the public mood that you read out from your listeners there. And I think the government and the Cabinet are in a really difficult situation when it comes to deciding when they set a new date for reopening hospitality because this is kind of a lose-lose situation for government. I mean, if they delay this reopening and the cases go down then and like the cases don't rise, then people will say they're being too cautious. If they delay the reopening and cases shoot up, then any reopening will surely be delayed further again. So it'll be very interesting to see what the end game is here today when the T Taoiseach makes his announcement.
1: All right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, Obviously, it's going to be a big talking point across the day into tomorrow on Live 95, on radio and TV stations, on social media as well. Adam Higgins, who covers politics for the Irish Sun, thank you very much. Thank you to Eric Nelligan of Aintu, based in Castle Troy. And thank you to Fianna Fáil, TD and Minister of State, Niall Collins. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.